0: Well, hey there, everyone. This is Dave DeBeau with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, it is my pleasure to interview a new friend, Lisa Phillips. Lisa, how are you doing today?
1: I am so good and very honored that you allowed me on the show. So thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you very much. And Lisa is based out of the state. She lives in Virginia. She focuses on rental properties, cash-flowing rental properties. And what's really interesting about what Lisa does is she doesn't necessarily focus on her own backyard. She's got a lot of rental properties in lower income areas, which is definitely not where she lives. So Lisa, really looking forward to our conversation today. And we'll start the timer now. So why don't we get things started with you telling us a little bit about your background and how you got into real estate investing in the first place, okay?
1: All right. I'll just say first off, some of us just make better business owners than we do employees. And I think that's a lot of us out there just I think you me there's a lot of us out there and we just grew up going that typical route but we you know when you stay true to who you are and you're in that corporate environment it doesn't work <laughs> right so it was just to constantly like I don't like this or they're like I don't like you I was like I don't like you in like just leaving these jobs and it got to a point where I was unemployed I had a foreclosure and I was like oh. <laughs> we gotta do de- something because there's also an idea of an unwillingness to fit in and just some of us have that gene and some of us just we have it but trying to exercise like it it's almost physically impossible for me to exercise the fit in just go with the flow don't rock the boat gene are you with me like I'm just a natural born I don't think this is right why are we doing this this way let's do it this way and you know so that doesn't always work when you're an employee right?
0: It usually doesn't actually.
1: <laughs> right. And so for some of us, you know, usually when I talk to people in the online space, I think we're definitely, we tend to all be typically in that mold where we just want the power to direct and create something in a vision that we just know intrinsically is right. So when I was unemployed and foreclosed on, I had just purchased a $35,000 condo out in Ohio. So I was from Vegas. I bought the severely overpriced house in the Las Vegas market, which was that in Miami were the hardest hit during the 2006 crash because what I didn't know was like, yeah, this is just going to go to the moon. Like it didn't. It. it crashed at 50% of its value. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was stuck with that and I just got laid off. So I had to let the house go. But about like three weeks before I'd purchased a condo where I lived, which was in Ohio at the time, because that's where I could find a job. So I let it go. And it was just very freeing. I bought this $35,000 condo because in the Midwest, I've learned when I got out of the West Coast, I learned that there are neighborhoods with modestly priced homes. That's just normal for that region. And and I was like, hey, you know, I'm unemployed and I just lost my house, but I'm actually comfortable. This is during 2009 where people were like living in tents. There's like 700,000 jobs lost a month. Now that's yeah. significant. Okay. Yeah. And, and it was a scary time. I had just gotten my degree in electrical engineering, which meant nothing. 400, you know, 400 applications sent out. And it's not even like I'm a, I am ai wanna be an employee, but I wanna eat, right? So yeah. it's not even like I wanted, the, I needed these jobs. Not that I want, but you need. And it was still, nothing was coming up. But buying that low priced property, and it was actually in a very nice stable neighborhood. And it just opened my eyes to, you know, hey, you know, let's take these blinders off. There are some really good neighborhoods to invest in. So even though I was unemployed and foreclosed on, it was, I had, I was very comfortable. My roommate brought in some money. I was like doing little things like mystery shopping on the side, <laughs> like little things, but because it was so modestly priced, it was so affordable. And right. I just didn't have that fear. Whereas we bought a 150 or $200,000 house. That's very, very much different, you know, a $300 mortgage versus, you know, 1300 Right. Yeah. And yeah. so I finally, about six months later, got a new job and I went out to the DC region and I rented out that property. But I said, let's do this again because I grew up in a working class neighborhood. And I do say working class because my, my dad was union, my mom was a union, you know what I mean? So it's definitely that culture. It's modestly priced, modest income. It's a different demographic, but I can go back and invest in those type of neighborhoods because I know them. I know the yeah. people in yeah. them. I understand the culture. And I just realized when I went looking for advice on it, everyone was like, no, don't stay away. And I just found that when I went out there to look for information on investing, there wasn't any nuance about this. It was like, no, it's all bad. And I think everyone should know at this point, there's no blanket statements in real estate, right? Nothing's all good or all bad. It's location, 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 right?
0: Right. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: And so, yeah, and so I was just like, let me do this again. And I did it again in Baltimore and I was like, oh, this works. And I did it again in Virginia. I was like, oh, this works. And then I was like, I got to tell people about this. You because, got up. yeah, they Yeah. Well, it is addictive, uh, but you're xing so many people out of the real estate investing game, not talking about this, but this is affordable for regular people. Like I'm a regular person who got a degree. I have student loans, I have car debt and I have this, but I have a little bunny socked away. 10 15 20 000 well let me buy something and with the typical advice that completely just overlooked this entire demographic and this entire subset of middle class lower middle or middle class properties there's just no information and voids about it so I, i just like i have to do this because people like me who are working and we're not fit for corporate america because we want to leave the ship it's not our ship to leave. <laughs> we just we need something that we can do that's affordable so that sort of started me going um you on,
0: on condos or is it detached single family homes or pretty much anything?
1: i i do not prefer condos although i'll take it if it's close by and it's low price and it cash flows right okay. but preferably single family but i'll take attached or detached it just really depends on what your location is and do you travel a little further away to get something that's a condo versus not and if it's like 30 minutes drive from you and it's a condo and it's still cash flows like take it i don't like right. it because of hoas and what they can do to your investment but in a pinch it's better than driving an hour and a half away right so, well,
0: so was, but that brings up another point and i'm going to go off our, our normal questions here because i'm very curious mm-hmm. So you've got different properties. I don't know. I have no idea what your portfolio looks like now, but it sounds like it's spread out all over yeah. the place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in in each market, do you have multiple properties or you have kind of onesie twosies?
1: Onesies. I'm just a normal middle class girl. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just wondering because it Yeah. It, you're talking about, uh, you know, being within driving distance to, to manage Something. it. I don't think you're within driving digit distance of very many of your properties anymore.
1: Just one, an hour that? away. It was two hours when I was in D.C., but I moved to central Virginia. Okay. And so I'm, I'm one hour. And a biggest part, which is very interesting because I never really lived where I could afford when I started moving. Like I was in the D.C. region and invested in Virginia and Baltimore. I never never lived where it was. And so because of that, I actually got extremely comfortable about, okay, I want to invest. I'm 45 minutes away or two hours away. You just get very comfortable with going, well, how do I do this so I feel comfortable? There wasn't really information out there about investing long distance. So you just sort of sit back and go, well, what about this and this and this? And you look up all the different ideas and you put them all together on what makes sense as an investment. And what happened was I just developed sort of just the ways and systems of how do you invest long distance and make sure it works. And I've been helping people do this for six years. So what I started out with the system is a lot more robust after doing this and helping so many people. You just get better and better at going, okay, this is what you need to do if you want to invest long distance. So six years of just actively, I like to say flexing that muscle. I don't think a lot of people were flexing and just doing and doing and seeing the experience. You just learn how to invest long distance where, I tell people you can have one Z or two Zs. A lot of the people I work with, they i like to say—they're the other 99% of investors. They mm-hmm. might have ten thousand, maybe twenty, maybe thirty, which you can start with that, right? Whereas, at the typical advice, they want you to buy in A-class neighborhoods that are very—that can be very expensive if you're like most of the people I work with, which are you know Texas and DC and New York, and that's just not obtainable. So they appreciate it learning something of oh, okay, let me put. $15,000 down and make X amount a month, right? It's a so more- I, mod- a So I guess
0: that that degree in engineering has probably come in kind of handy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're a very organized, systematized kind of person. So how to manage mm-hmm. these properties long distance, that probably came in very handy.
1: 100%.
0: Yeah, definitely, Lisa. You've been working with people for six years now. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see newbie investors making when they're mm. first getting started?
1: That is a good question. Well- first of all, everyone likes the idea of buying low price houses in decent middle-class neighborhoods, right? When they hear it. But they get so excited looking at the numbers, they don't look at the other things surrounding them building a portfolio, right? So I can buy a deal or build a portfolio. And sometimes there's two different things, right? And one thing that they do wrong is they start with property first, not the market. So mm-hmm. they're like, I found a market in a random city, Greensboro, North Carolina. And they're like, and Florida. And I'm like, why? There are things that you could have done that was closer to you. They're like, oh, I just found and looked for a cheap property. And so they're just so into this cheap property. They'll just scour for anything, but they don't take the time to first go, well, how much money do you have? Mm -hmm. How much of a renovation do do you have a budget for? Because there are some markets where, you know, for a 30, 40, 50K house, there's not much needed to do. And there's other markets where for that price, you know, you have to put 20000 into it, right? So what's your budget? Okay, let's start with first only looking at markets where for that price, you don't have to put much work into it. So there's little nuances like that that they skip over to get straight to the deal. But I like to say if you build an investment portfolio you actually like and you're proud of, you need to think of like the whole story and of what you actually want and what do you want it to look like and what you have the budget for, right? Those are the two biggest concerns. There's a lot of other things you want me to keep going.
0: <laughs> well, no, it's, it's it, we will kind of come around to that with some okay. other, with some other questions here. So you've been working with people for for quite some time. What do you think is kind of like your well you've, you've talked about it, you know, your focus is on moderately priced homes that other people mm-hmm. kind of overlook. What of do you think is like the biggest problem that you help people overcome?
1: Biggest is the investing long distance or out of state. Yeah. Uh it can be without knowing what to do, it's a scary prospect, right? Like, i have to go to spend $500 plane tickets and fly out there because, you know, this goes wrong and that does. And, and so that's the biggest hurdle that people have. And so that's the biggest thing I sort of try to lay out for them, what you do to mitigate that. And before I even work with them, I'm like, so this is sort of what we do. Are you comfortable with that? And usually, you know, once you sort of break down the different levels of what they do to protect themselves, and all of them seem really doable, that's when they go, oh, okay, okay. And then some people are like, I'm still scared. <laughs> and, that's a, and then I personally, because the kind of person I am, I will have a deeper discussion on those fears, just because I, I think it's just so important to like and be excited about this, not scared, and just throwing your money, because I, I really feel the energy you put into it is what you get back. And if it's a chaotic, fearful energy, that's not what you want to build your port. I, I personally didn't want to build my portfolio off of that but if it's an assertive confident energy and I do understand and I understand we can take all obstacle as they come that's where I want to get them to before we start working so I do talk to everybody just to see if I can because some people you can't get them to that and I, I can't you're like oh your energy I can't you know, because you have to go into it with excitement, right? And I think sometimes I get lost with all these, do this, do that, do that, and you can't do it. And there's just so much disappointment. But real estate investing can be so amazing for people, right? And I mean, you've probably, you've experienced it. It just yeah, gives you definitely. so much freedom and control that we never really had before. So, you know, I, I like to make sure people keep that excitement and sort of lay down what we do.
0: All right, Lisa. So uh, we're kind of wrapping t- up time-wise here. We've got a few more minutes, but knowing what you know now, I know it's always 2020 20 hindsight but is there anything that you were would do differently if you were starting
1: all over again? I would actually say no but this is why no mm. one was really talking about this when I was doing it and no one that I trusted or could take time to work with and so because of that I had to sort of just set pace measure be methodical try something error try again error try again succeed right? So there's really nothing I can't, but what it forced me to do is really understand, get smart, flex those, those muscles, the out-of-state muscles, the low-priced market muscles, and really just go, 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 and try to think of new ideas and be creative to think of something that actually worked to become a system. I would say now, if I did anything, so now if I did anything, I would actually, like if I go into syndication or apartments. I know now because the internet and there's so many people out there, I can find a trusted person that I follow. I like what they have to say. I don't mind investing with them to teach me to do it and short change the process. I didn't have it then, but now if I do something different than what I'm doing, I would definitely go that route. Yes. So no, it was all learning. It was all it forced the issue.
0: Good. Okay. And so if somebody's watching this, they're kind of on the fence about getting involved in real estate investing. Mm-hmm. not sure what they should do what would you suggest would be like a way for them to dip their toe in the water and kind of get started without biting off more than they can chew hmm.
1: two things first trust your instincts i find that when i work with people they follow all this advice but they don't like the advice they don't want the advice but they're following because someone told them to and yeah. if they would have followed their instincts they wouldn't have gotten in trouble right and that's just something no one wants to talk about but follow your gut when you're listening to me or dave and you're and you're taking it. Does he sound right to you? Do you trust this guy? Does what he says resonate just at a gut level before you look at these other factors? Like read that energy and start doing that in your investing business, okay? Do it when you go to a house. Like I tell my like, feel it. Like how does it feel? How that neighborhood feel? Did you get a an off sensation? Don't ignore your gut. Your gut's beautiful. You get in trouble when you do ignore it. Not not when you follow what it's telling you. And. Yeah, that that would be the biggest thing. Trust your instincts. And we have so much information now. People who do what I do for a living, we put tons of information out, right? We put a ton, like, so take the time to listen to their words. Listen to his podcast, right? Do you like what they have to say? And again, trusting your instincts. If it works out, go for it, right? And if this guy doesn't, but he looks like, and I find this, this guy said no, that that was out. Like, no, don't go in this price range. Well, You don't always have to follow what people say. Find the one that resonates with you and follow them. That's the biggest thing because I think sometimes you listen to people, but it's like, well, he works with people who have half a million dollars in the stock market. Of course, you're scared to follow his advice. He's telling you to buy in an A-class neighborhood and make a $50 a month. You know that doesn't make sense, but because they were told they're doing it. So I really tell them to break the chains of just following and really trust your gut with who you're listening to and follow that more so than what's out there. Cause usually you might come up with a, a better way that works for you of doing something. If you follow that, and not get in trouble.
0: Wise words. And I, I call that your spidey senses, right? Listen to the spidey sense. Mm-hmm. All right. As we wrap up here. So Lisa, if people want to find out more about you and what you're up to, what should they do?
1: Oh, great. Okay. You can go to affordable real estate if you want to Google it, just put Lisa Phillips Real Estate and my website will come right up. You can also follow me on YouTube at youtube.com affordablerei affordable REI, where I do weekly YouTube lives and questions and answers at the end, which is really fun because I have an amazing audience and they ask tons of questions in all over the place, but it's fun answering and rising to the challenge. So I love it. So bring me your good stuff. And that's how you can find me. And I also have a book, Investing in Rental Properties for Beginners, where I specifically go into this asset class and investing long distance. It's a three times bestseller with Amazon. I'm very happy to see since I launched in August, 2018. And you can get a free copy if you go to my website, you just pay shipping and handling for the paperback. So it's all, if you'd like to learn more, I'd love to work with you or at least have you part of the audience and just learn from each other as well as me.
0: Fantastic. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you very much for being on the show.
1: You too. Thank you so much.
0: Take care everybody. Bye. Well, thanks very much for checking out the Property Profits podcast and if you like what we're doing here, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate us and leave us a review. We very, very much appreciate it. And if you're looking to create a regular flow of inbound investor inquiries about your real estate deals, Then I invite you to attend one of my upcoming live online demonstrations. And you can check that out at InvestorAttractionDemo.com. Take care.